Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 says, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, he made us alive. And I can hear the sound of people who are alive in this place. Amen. Amen. Come on. Yes. Amen. Before we get to the word, I want to teach you something very short. You need to learn how to receive the word. Because the word is the only thing that actually brings harvest in our life. All of these testimonies that you've heard today. I I love financial breakthroughs. I love emotional breakthroughs. I love family restoration. But if it misses out on the spiritual aspect of it, you lose them very soon. Everything flows from the spiritual. Everything has to flow from the spiritual. Say with me, everything has to flow from the spiritual. Everything. That's why it is the word that we need. Amen. That's why I am telling you guys, don't you don't need to pray another day. You don't need to pray another day for an upgrade in your emotions, for your financial situations to change. All you need is God's word. Because if you receive the word, the word will change your circumstances. All you need is God's word. So it is very important, it is key that you learn on how to receive this word. See, there are three things that the word will always give you. If you want to write it down. The first one is, the word will tell you the promise. It will tell you what God's desire is for your life. So 2024, if you're waiting for a prophetic word from the Lord, or if you're just waiting for a word that will pave the path into this new year, the first one comes with a promise, which tells you of God's heart for your life, God's desires for your life. Romans 12 verse 2 says like this, that his will for us is good, pleasing, and perfect he has good desires for you he does not think evil he does not have evil intents he has good pleasing and perfect desires for you so how do you find those promises you find them in the word so the first one is finding the promise so every prophetic word that has been released over your life has a promise so what is a promise you get the promise because promise will reveal god's heart The next thing what happens is the promise will unlock the power that is there in the word to fulfill the promise. So the power that you need for to see God's promise being fulfilled in your life is in the word itself. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary and told her, hey, you're going to have a child. And Mary said, how could this be? The angel of the Lord said, the Holy Spirit will come, overshadow you. The power of the Holy Spirit will come. You know, the power is in the word itself. So you don't look for external power somewhere. And you don't start praying for more power somewhere else. You stay in the promises of God. The promises of God will unlock the power that is within the word. When God told Abraham that he's going to have a child, the promise carried the power for him to have a child. Even though his body was as dead. Stay on the word. Stay on the word. See, this is what happens with a lot of young believers that they get a prophetic word. They're so happy and say amen to that. But then they forget the word. They forget the promise. And because they forget the promise, there's no power that is unleashed in their lives. You want power? Stay on the word. Because the promise will unleash the power. What God cannot do through you, he cannot do to you. Are you getting this? When Abraham and Sarah had a child, God did not come up with a baby and be like, hey, here's a gift. He had to do 
a miraculous work in his bodies, in their bodies, so that they could receive the promise of God in the physical. So if you don't prepare yourself to receive the power that comes from the same word that has told you the promise, you're not going to receive the promise even when the promise has been given to you. The problem is not with the word. The problem is that we have not really trained ourselves to stay on the word. And here's the good news. God is patient. God is patient. Abraham waited 25 years for, to see that promise coming through. You think that God was delaying the promise? Moses took 40 years to see the promise being fulfilled. You think God was delaying the promise? No, God is patient. His word is enough. That same word that you received 25 years ago is the same word that you need today to unleash the power that is in the word to fulfill that promise. Okay? Promise, power. The next one is principle. Every word that you receive comes with an instruction. Comes with a principle. Because as faith comes by hearing the promise, faith is completed by your obedience. Without obedience, faith is not completed. So if you've heard the promise, the promise will give you the power to fulfill the instruction, which is the principle of the word. So if, you, if you're on the stage of hearing the promise, you need to move into a stage where you're empowered by the power that comes from the word, which will empower you to actually do the word. So moving from promise to power to principle, don't just stay with power. The final step for the word to be fulfilled is by exercising your faith in obedience. Amen. So the first step, when you receive a prophetic word, say, Amen, I receive it. Yes, receive it. Receive it. But then you stay on that word. On Jan 1, you stay on that word. On Jan 2, you stay on that word. On Jan 3, you stay on that word. Till you see the power being unleashed through your life, you stay on that word. Somewhere you will see an instruction that is given to you in that word. And when you fulfill that instruction by the power that you have received, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord, when you do that, that's when you see the fulfillment of the promise. Amen. Amen. So your responsibility is not to do the word. Your responsibility is to stay in the word. Because if you stay in the word, the word will do the word. Amen. Amen. So if you hear a word... That comes from the Lord, be humble. What do you do? Lord, I receive it. And I believe that in that word is the power for me to be humble. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. And the next moment you go out there and you shout at somebody and be arrogant, get back to the word. Oh Lord, I receive, I receive the word that I'm humble. Get back to it again, again, and again. Because the Lord will speak to you once, but you can keep hearing it again, 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 again. Amen. Stay in the Word. Can I tell you something? One of the ways to... To rekindle the fire or to experience an encounter that you've experienced many years ago, one of the ways is by remembering. It's through memory. Because when you remember what the Lord has done 20 years ago, you bring back the reality of that God's power right now, right here. That's why Thanksgiving is so powerful. That's why testimonies are so powerful. Because testimonies carry the spirit of prophecy. We're not just doing it simply just to recap. No. We are prophetically declaring that if 2023, if the Lord could do all of these things, then this will become the roof of your life. That 2024 will be more glorious. 
Remember. What you remember and what you forget matters. Can I tell you? An average Christian will remember all the things that the Lord did not do and will forget all the things that the Lord has done. But a mature Christian like you, yes, like you. Amen. It's a skill. Thanksgiving is a skill. Develop it. If you're having pain in the elbow, in the right elbow, give thanks to God that there's no pain in the left one. If you're having congestion in the chest, thank God that your nose is not congested. You will always find things to thank God for. Amen? So, I'm saying get over the fact of all the things that you hoped that 2023 will bring and it didn't happen. But stay focused on all the things that the Lord has done in the year 2023. It will pave your way into a life of overflow moving into the next glory. Amen? That's not my message. That's That was, that was an encouragement so that So that you receive the word. Amen. How much time do I have? Okay. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Before we get into the word, I want you to take your offerings, your tithes and offerings, your seed. Give it from the overflow of your heart. Take your tithe seeds. Keep it in your hands. And say, Lord, this is my heart. This is my heart. I give you my heart. Lord, thank you. Come on, say it with me. Thank you. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for giving us the power to make wealth. Yes, you are the source of our lives. Not my salary. Not my company. Not my education. Not my business. But Jesus is the source of my life. And this is my privilege to give. I honor you. I give you all of honor. Deep honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give. Give. So today is the last uh, Sunday of the year. And I was praying, God, what do you want me to share? And... The Lord wanted me to talk to you about how to stay young. How to stay young. Do you want to stay young? Yes. Uh, young people, you, you will not understand this. Ask the people who are getting older. They'll tell you. If you're 20 years old, you will not appreciate it. But I'm telling you, it's a gift from the Lord. Amen. How to stay young. So, you know, I used to read a lot of books, even as a child, read a lot of story books, read a lot of stories on Vikings and, um, you know, legends and myths. And there's this, there's this substance in the mythological world known as the elixir of life. And that substance, what it does is if you drink from it, you will not die. Basically, because it cures all your illnesses from within. And it gives you the ability to live indefinitely. Okay. Now, do you know that the elixir of life, his name is Jesus? You know, what I heard the Lord say was, Son, if you truly believe that I am your life, learn to enjoy me. Learn to celebrate me. Learn to experience me. Jesus did not come to just give us life. He came to become life for us. Amen. He died so that we could have his life. Jesus has to become your life. Amen. Uh, in India, there's so much of persecution and everybody... You know, there was a time when everybody had this mindset of just dying for the gospel. Can I tell you something? You cannot die for Jesus unless you know or learn how to live for him. Amen? 
So learn to live where Jesus has become your life. And you learn to celebrate him, cherish him, experience him in your day-to-day life. Amen? Okay, I'll show you a verse, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Ephesians 5, verse 15, 16, 17. Is it on the screen? Okay. Are you with me? You have your Bibles? Okay. Ephesians 5, 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This verse says, do not walk as foolish people, walk as people who are wise. And when you walk as people who are wise, you can make best use of the time. But I love the KJV translation or the NKJV. It says, you will redeem time. Redeem time. Do you know as a child of God, as a child of God, when you receive the Holy Spirit, The Holy Spirit comes from a realm that is beyond time and space. As long as we are enslaved to time and space, you are enslaved to decay and corruption. I don't know if you've seen Doctor Strange movie. There's a a scene where he, he keeps an apple and let time pass through that apple and the apple decays. As long as you are in time, subjected to time, you will experience decay. But there is is a dimension that is in you that you have received by the power of the gospel, which is beyond time and space. That when you operate from that place, you can actually redeem time. Time is not something that you are passing through. Time is something that you are experiencing and enjoying. You can actually redeem time. But here's the thing. You need to walk as wise people. How do wise people walk? Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That means at a moment of time, if I understand What God is doing right now, I can actually step out from the subjection of the decay of time. If you can understand what God's will is this very moment, and you align yourself in the will of God, you can actually redeem time. Read me Psalms 25. Psalms 25 verse 14. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant. Another word for friendship is the secret. Because friends share secrets. You want to know God's plan for you, you need to become his friend. Because his plans are secret. He won't tell everybody. It's not public knowledge. It's not open API, available for all. It's private. And it's a private secret because God is not keeping it from you. He's keeping it for you. Oh, no, no, no. God's plans and purposes for your life is a secret not to be kept hidden from you, but it is kept hidden for you. The secret, the friendship of the Lord is available for those who fear him or for those who worship him. And he makes known to them his covenant. Amen. So understand this. When you understand the secret, how do you understand the secret? By coming in an intimate relationship with God. God revealed his plans to Abraham because God called Abraham his friend. It's another thing when you call God friend. 
But it's a whole different thing when God calls you his friend. Because he's willing to reveal his secrets to you. God revealed Noah what he was about to do because God considered him close. God was so close to Enoch that he just took him away without Enoch facing death because he walked with him. Walked with him. Amen. You want to understand what the Lord is doing in your life right now? Through the chaos that you see in the physical? Through the noise and through the pollution and the population? <coughs> through all of that, you want to understand what the Lord is doing? Become his friend. Get closer to him. Get to know him. Every good thing takes time. You want to build friendship with Lord? It takes time. Are you willing to pay the currency of time to become friends with him? That's something that I would want. I can go to church. I can tithe. I can give offering. But time, it's so boring, Pastor. Do you know how boring it is to pray? In fact, if you ask God, God will tell you the same thing. It's so boring to be with this guy. <laughs> it takes time. Are you willing to pay the cost of time? Because every good thing requires time. You know, when I was in college, we used to dread birthday celebrations. Because if you're in a boys' hostel, especially engineering one, Birthday celebration meant you were beaten. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. So every birthday I would escape because nobody knew my birthday. So I would escape it. But one year they found out and all the boys of my class came to my room and they wanted to celebrate. They were so happy and I was so sad. <laughs> and they beat me. They hit me. They beat me everywhere. Every inch of my muscle and my body part could feel the pain. And then they were not done. There was the final ritual of celebrating the birthday was creating this unique liquid and that they would pour it on you. That unique liquid was created from stinking socks and, uh, you know, shoe, rotten tomatoes and eggs. and It was a weird mixture. And they would pour it out on you. It took me one week of shower to get out of that stench. One week. Every day I would take a shower. The moment I would get out of the shower, I would smell. You guys. You have no idea. But one week of shower cleared it. Cleared it all. Every good thing requires time. If you go in for shower and you're just taking 15 seconds, oh my goodness, don't stand next to me. Because you know what's happening. Every good thing requires time. I'm serious. Every good thing requires time. Every good friendship requires time. So you want to develop a friendship with God. You can't go into the presence of God be like 30 minutes. Okay, 30 minutes. For some of us, 30 minutes is also hard. It takes time. It takes time to develop this. Amen? See, the Lord is not keeping himself away from us. The Lord is not like, okay, if you spend two hours, then I'll reveal myself. No, the Lord, from the Lord's side, is instant intimacy. But our flesh takes time. It takes time. Because, our f you know, think about this. It's like, have you seen an overhead tank? I'll be, I'll be careful in using this example. Have you seen an overhead tank? The tank has like 2,000 liters of water. So the last time we were trying to get somebody baptized, we were trying to use the water from the pipe to fill the pool. It was taking ages because the pipe was so narrow. And the overhead tank had the capacity to fill the pool, but because the pipe was so narrow, it was taking time. I wish we had bigger pipes. Now, the problem is not that God cannot do the miracle that you are asking for, but the pipe is so small. The flesh is so weak. And it is full of junk. Right? 
for some of our pipes will be full of biryani that needs to clear out for god to do something because the moment you close your eyes you're only thinking about biryani the moment you close your eyes you're thinking of that netflix show that you just watched right so it's not that god withholds himself it's that our flesh requires time to be unlocked so that the spirit man can actually have an encounter divine encounter with jesus that's why it requires time but here's the thing if you keep doing it consistently you wouldn't require the warm up that you require because see some of us we don't play football every day on sundays when we play football we behave like messies and cristiano ronaldos we need to do a little bit of warm up because we don't move our bodies it requires warm up it's only in the last 15 minutes that we are actually playing you understand it's because consistency has not been developed but if you keep building consistency if you keep spending time with the lord every day this flesh will wear out and the spirit man will have a divine encounter with jesus amazing okay doing a great job go for it sams 103 sams 103 Psalms one not three. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. This is David who's writing the Psalms, and he says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name." He is telling his soul to bless God. you can speak to your emotions you can speak to your body you can speak to your mind when you find yourself that your emotions are not properly regulated and you find yourself that your thoughts are not properly tuned in and you're just having a dysentery of thoughts an overflow of thoughts that is not healthy you can actually speak to your mind and say hey bless the lord praise god right now shut up get back into your senses you can actually speak to your body see everything that your body does is because the command that is sent by the brain if your body is operating outside the command of the brain that means you need help you have a disease is that right so if your emotions are way outside your jurisdiction that means you need help emotions are not meant to be your dictator they are meant to be indicators so you need to learn how to regulate your emotions now now we have all kinds of chemicals that will help us in regulating emotions but can i tell you chemical balance is just a temporary solution if you're doing it if you're taking medicines you're going for therapy go for it i we we really honor the medical field keep doing it but that's not the solution the solution is the spiritual solution comes from spiritual everything flows from the spiritual when your spirit man is strong enough the spirit man can tell its emotions and can tell the the thoughts to shut up and to be focused on god and you have to learn how to do that don't just think on a tangent and just go on a tangent you know you are sitting in delhi but you're thinking about all the issues that is happening in the us which you have no control of and you can do nothing about and then you're getting upset thinking why wow, my life is such a miserable misery yes of course get your thoughts and get your emotions in order by speaking to them you can speak to your emotions and your thoughts when you can't sleep and you're having this overflow of negative emotions you can actually speak tell your body shut up and sleep right now so the psalmist is telling his soul bless the lord o oh my soul now the next question how do you bless god <coughs> can you bless god how do you bless god the question is can you even bless god hebrews 7 verse 7 
Do you have it? Hebrews 7 verse 7 says, It is beyond dispute. Say with me, dispute. Or the other word is, it is beyond doubt. Okay? It is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superiors. That means if you need to bless God, you need to be his superior. Is that ever possible? So can you bless God? Can you bless God? Okay? I'm trying to teach you a principle because the body of Christ is missing out on some blessings just purely out of ignorance. I'm trying to teach you a principle. You can bless God. How? First of all, understand. We cannot bless God as He blesses us. We cannot bless God as He blesses us. Because to bless somebody, blessing flows from a superior to an inferior. Here's the thing. You can't even bless your pastor. Can I share some secret with you? Just because your parents became vulnerable to you does not give you the right to become their parent. God called them to be your parents. You did not choose them. They did not choose you. God brought, the, brought you both together. Just because they were vulnerable, right, does not give you the permission to become their parents. Stop becoming your parents' parents. Start behaving like a child. It's a privilege to be a child. Similarly in the church, stop, stop taking on the responsibility of counseling the pastor. You are in a church. Learn to submit and grow under that submission. The pastor is submitted to somebody else whom he'll get counseled from. Democracy is not God's idea. Okay? Can I say this? Democracy is not God's idea. Jesus did not say repent for the democracy of God comes. Repent for the kingdom of God comes. And here's the thing. In the kingdom, everybody has equal worth. We all have equal worth. We have the same worth that Jesus has. But we all have different offices. And praise God that we have different offices. Praise God that when a child is born, the child does not have to be bothered about the milk that the parents are buying. Because of a different office that the child can relax and be surrendered to the office of the parent. Am I making sense to you? Today it stops. Today it stops. Understand the office that you are in and understand the office that God has put above your life. Honor them. You can only bless God as a response. Say with me as a response. You can only bless people who are, whom God has kept above you as a response to the blessing that they have been to you. You cannot initiate a blessing. Think about how powerful this is. Jesus, 30 years, he's under the submission of his parents. Did he ever prove to himself, hey, submit to me, I'm the son of God. Did he ever do that? No. Why? Because he understood the office. He submitted under his parents for 30 years, guys. Some of you are not even 30 and you behave like you are 75 years old, taking responsibility of the entire world. I'm saying recognize where God has placed you. And enjoy the life that you have right now. Why are you unnecessarily taking more responsibilities than you already have? Enjoy. Submission is a beautiful protection and a covering. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. So Jesus, 30 years old, he's finally walking to John the Baptist. John the Baptist is in the river of Jordan preaching the gospel. He's preaching the gospel of repentance. Now, spiritually, right now, John the Baptist has a higher office than Jesus because Jesus has not been activated. Are you getting me? That's why Jesus comes to him. And John the Baptist is saying, I am the voice in the wilderness because he has the spirit of Elijah to pave the way for Jesus' office, for Jesus' ministry. And he's saying, here's the son of man, the son of God, the lamb of God that takes away all 
sin and his even straps. I'm so unworthy to unstrap. He's talking about all of this and Jesus is walking towards him and tells John, baptize me. Why? Because he's recognizing authority. And, and John is like, I can't do that. I can't do that. But Jesus says, for all righteousness to be fulfilled. But look at this. The moment John the Baptist baptizes Jesus, see the posture of humility? Blessing always flows from top to bottom. You want to be blessed? You need to learn how to posture yourself. That's why favor comes to those who are humble. Okay? So how Jesus goes down, the blessing is overflowing. The anointing is overflowing. Suddenly, he's activated. Jesus is activated into ministry. How do we know that? Because the voice from heaven comes. This is my beloved son in whom I am well placed. In a moment, the office of Jesus has been elevated to John the Baptist. In a moment. Why? Because for 30 years, he learned humility and submission and obedience. He was elevated. Don't try to promote yourself because when God promotes you, no one can stop that promotion. You don't try to promote yourself. Let God promote you. Now, Jesus is elevated. We, we are moving from the old covenant to a newer covenant. So everything that John the Baptist did is complete. His agenda was to pave a way for Jesus, right? Now question, why didn't John the Baptist leave everything and follow Jesus? He knew, right? John the Baptist knew that everything that he was doing was for Jesus. Everything was for the coming of the Messiah. So the moment he got activated, when Jesus got activated, why didn't John the Baptist leave everything that he had and just follow Jesus, submit to Jesus? Why not? You want to hear more? See what happens. Jesus' ministry is growing. John the Baptist is doing his separate independent ministry. Hmm? You see the spirit of independence? Separate independent ministry. The guy who has the anointing and the spirit of Elijah is put in prison, which is unheard of. Because have you heard the story of Elijah? Kings and queens were afraid of him. And here you see a man who is having the spirit of Elijah is caught and put in prison. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. How is it, John the Baptist, that you who have the spirit of Elijah, you have been caught? And then finally his head is put on a platter and given as a birthday gift. Unheard of. It cannot happen to a prophet of God. There's a story in the Bible where Elijah's spiritual son, Elisha, when an army came to capture him, Elisha just said the word and they were all blinded. Do you understand? Something has gone wrong with John the Baptist. When he was in prison, he sends out his disciples to ask Jesus, are you truly the Messiah? Are you truly the Messiah? What happened, John the Baptist? You were preaching so well in the river of Jordan. What happened? Offense. Offense. Do you see how how harmful offenses and how it can lead you in a separate independent path of what God has actually called you. You know what I believe? I believe there was a place for John the Baptist among the disciples of Jesus. For John the Baptist to train the other disciples in the prophetic and to hear God and to strengthen them. But because, but because he continued his independent ministry, look at where he ended. Within two years, he died. Independent ministries need to stop. You need to understand the will of the Lord that is there for your life. Understand the office in which God has kept you. And submit to it. Learn from it. Because when the time comes for God to release you and for God to promote you, nobody can stop it.
Nothing can stop it. You have to learn from submission and obedience. Okay? Next time, you bless your parents and you try to take more responsibility. And you, even in church, when you try to do that, give yourself that thought. Recognize the office. It's a blessing. I'm telling you, it's a, ble- it's a blessing to be a child. It's a blessing. Enjoy the privilege of being a child. Become a parent when you are called to become a parent. Don't promote yourself far too soon. Can I say this? People who take care of their parents have this unnecessary responsibility on them. And when they get married, they start to rule in that family. Why? Because their entire childhood had shown them that they can take care of people. And they will defy authority. And I'm telling you, you know why? Because pride is something that will always be hidden within you. It will not be revealed. It gives you a certain amount of pride that you are responsible for your parents. Doesn't it? It gives you a certain amount of pride that you're responsible for the church. Oh, the pastor gives me so many responsibilities. If I'm not here, nothing is going to happen, you see? Can I tell you? Everything is replaceable. The pastor is replaceable in the church because this church is not started by Pastor Sam Thomas. It is started by Jesus Christ. Everything is replaceable. So enjoy, enjoy where you are today. Enjoy. If you're under an office, enjoy that. Enjoy, enjoy. Enjoy staying under the submission of the boss. Enjoy. And if there's ungodly things that they do, ask the Lord on how to deal with it. Because you're not called to honor ungodly behavior. But you don't have the right to dishonor the office. Is that practical enough for you? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Amen. Blessing the Lord means you respond to the blessing that the Lord has blessed you with. And how do you respond is with praise, with adoration, with thanksgiving, with honor, with charity, with giving, with generosity. But you don't bless the one who is above you. You don't bless them the blessing of impartation. You don't do that. It looks cute, you know. When a five-year-old comes and prays for the father, it looks cute. But spiritual significance is, you understand. So stop acting cute, become matured. Okay, let's see the next verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The first point is praise. Learn to praise God. Second is, do not forget. Do not forget all the things that the Lord has done. Today is 31st, right? An entire year has passed by. Take out time to sit and journal and write down all the things that the Lord has blessed you in the year 2023 and be thankful. All the people that the Lord has, you know, helped you meet, all the divine encounters, all the prophetic words, all the wonderful memories, all the places that you visited. Just, just, just be like a child and write it down and be grateful. When you are grateful, you won't feel entitled. When you're grateful, you won't feel arrogant because you know it was a gift. It was a gift given to God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Do you know the people of Israel? They just encountered the biggest miracle of their life. They saw Red Sea split into two. And they saw Red Sea split into two and it's standing like a wall. Biggest miracle. And they are walking through the Red Sea like a dry ground. And then they see that the enemies that were coming against them, now they are washed away in the Red Sea. The biggest miracle that they have seen. But two days later when they can't find water, they are grumbling and mumbling. You know why? Because they forgot. They forgot. Do you wonder why we grumble and we mumble? Because we forget. We forget. We forget. We forget so quickly. So easily. 
Don't be like the Israelites. Remember, make Thanksgiving your daily routine. Be grateful every day. Before you get, you know, before you get to eat, take a moment. Take 30 seconds. And remember how the Lord has blessed you. Everything in your body has the strength to eat that food. Do you know you need strength to even eat? And food gives you strength, but you need strength to eat too. Everything in your body is working properly so that you can enjoy food. Take a moment and thank God. Thank God for your brain that is working so perfectly right now. Thank, thank God for the, the capacity to hear. For the capacity to speak. <coughs> Amen. Thank God. Be grateful. Okay. Next verse. I'm rushing. Running out of time. Psalms 103 verse 3 to 5. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who satisfies you with good. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The psalmist is saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. And these are the benefits. What is the benefits of the Lord? That he forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He redeems my life from the pit. He crowns my life with steadfast love and mercy. And he satisfies me with good things. Why does he do all of these things? So that your youth will be renewed. My friends, it is God's desire that you stay young. It is God's desire that your youth will be renewed like the eagles. You know, when I was reading that phrase, I did not understand why does it say renew like the eagles? How is youth renewed like the eagles? So I was checking up. There's a Jewish understanding. An eagle can live up to the age of 70, but only under certain conditions. When the eagle is 40, the eagle has to make a decision. Because when the eagle is 40, his beak is so bent that it cannot pierce through the prey. And the claws are so long that it cannot capture the prey anymore. And his the feathers have become so heavy that it cannot fly anymore that high and that fast. So the eagle has to make a decision either to stay comfortable where he is and just die. Or go through a painful process. Okay? Go through a painful process of regeneration. Now this painful process of regeneration meant that the eagle had to go to a top mountain. For five months, because it will take five months to regenerate. And what the eagle will first do is like take his beak and hit, hit the beak on the rock till the beak would break. Once the beak breaks, the eagle will wait for the new beak to come. Because now the new beak is like sharp, is not bent. Once the new beak comes, it, it takes the same new beak and tries to you know, get the nails out. It's a painful process. Once the nails are out, it will use the new nails to take the feather out one by one. It's a painful process. It's a painful process of regeneration. But once the new, once the old feathers are gone and the new feathers come, the eagle has the capacity to live for another 30 years. Think about it. But the process of regeneration is painful. It's painful. It's not easy. And it's the same with us humans. We who think we have had enough education and PhDs and word all to our names, we think you're just becoming like an eagle whose beak is bent and whose claws are long and whose feathers are heavy. You want regeneration? You go to the mountain. Be with the Father and ask the Father to regenerate because in that process of relearning, 
in the school of the holy spirit it is painful i'm telling you it is painful but you know what that 5 months of pain and regeneration will guarantee the next 30 years next 30 years what happens when you go to the mountain and you be with the lord for the 5 months what happens is you remember his benefits you praise him you don't forget his benefits what is benefits he forgives all our iniquities you know everything begins from the spiritual everything unless you don't believe that god can forgive all your iniquities you cannot go to the next phases you cannot go to the next level everything starts there that he forgives all your iniquities all in hebrew means all all <laughs> all means all he forgives all your iniquities so he gives you a healthy soul healthy emotions healthy thoughts anything that is bothering you that is making you feel guilty condemned shameful god has a capacity to heal that because he forgives all your iniquities only a healthy soul can have a healthy body that's why the next says he f- heals all our diseases only if you know that you're forgiven 100% can you experience the healing 100% you know every time i'm sick i ask the lord lord what is the lie that i'm believing right now what is the lie and every time it has something to do with a condemnation or a shame or a fear or a guilt that i've entertained in my life you have to believe that god is on your side he forgives all your iniquities and once you believe that you can see that he heals all your diseases healthy soul will give healthy body the next thing he redeems your life from the pit he renews your life if your life was in the pit he will redeem it he will renew your life and he will not just renew your life and you just give you a second chance but he will crown you with steadfast love and mercy meaning he will give you a new identity he will restore your royal identity so he'll just not give you a second chance but he'll he'll elevate you he'll give you a fresh royal change makeover and then finally he says so that he will satisfy you with good things you know the blessing of the lord can only flow when you know that you're forgiven when you know that you're healed when you know that your life has been redeemed and when you know that you've been crowned with god's love and mercy that's when the blessings flow when you have all of these five things what happens what happens when you have all of these five things your youth is renewed there's somebody from the bible like that eagle who would go up to the mountain again and again do you know somebody moses i'm going to take the example of moses and look at look at how moses lives ends okay deuteronomy 34 verse 7 moses the bible says moses was 120 years old when he died his eye was un dimmed and his vigor unabated this is what happens to those who stay in the mountain with the lord that everything in your body is rejuvenated you're not just young in your body but you're young in your mind you're young in your attitude you're young in your mindset because you know why because time does not affect god God is not affected by time so God does not start thinking old he is young he is young he's a young father because time is not affected by him he's not he's not affected by time time is affected by him he's not affected by time right he is young so when you have fellowship with somebody who has that kind of a mindset 
to be wise, you need to walk with wise, right? So when you fellowship with somebody who is wise, who is young, who has a young vigor, you automatically carry what he carries. So how to stay young? How does your youth get renewed like the eagles? Secret, stay in the mountain. Stay in the mountain. Take times out in your day, in a month, in a year, particularly just to stay in the mountain. Just to stay in the mountain with Jesus. Just to stay in mountain with God. You see, you see this example throughout in the history of Jesus. Jesus being the son of God, he was a word incarnated, but he would every night go to the mountain. And that was the secret of his ministry. Stay in the mountain. Because everything flows from the spiritual. Everything will flow from the spiritual. The secret to youth is stay on the mountain. Sometimes it's a painful process. It is painful. I know it's, it's not easy to unlearn things. And I understand it's not easy to get rebuked and to get corrected. But that's how you get new body parts. That's how you get new wineskin. You form a new wineskin. A new mindset. It's painful, but it's worth it. Say with me, it's worth it. Stay on the mountain. So may 2024 be the year where you stay in the mountain. Amen. You prioritize God. You know, if you prioritize your spiritual life, everything else that you have will automatically set in its order will automatically fall in its place. But if you don't prioritize God, you will never have enough time. I'm telling you. If you don't prioritize God with your finances, you'll never have enough money. Pastor, I don't have enough money to tithe. Exactly. Prioritize God. Let not God be number two, number three. Let him become number one with your time, energy, and finances. The first thing a child will do when the child wakes up is not look at the phone, is go to the father. Right? Something to learn from. The first thing that you and me can do is go to the father. Prioritize God. Let's prioritize God with our time, with our energy. Give him the best of energy. Not when everything has been drained off. Give him the best energy. Best passion. That's why I love this church because this church is energetic and passionate. Let it be energetic and passionate. Amen. Jesus does not build dead churches. Jesus builds life-giving churches. Amen. Are you blessed? Come on, rise to our feet. If there's anybody over here who feels condemned for any reason, or feel, who, who feels like the sin is catching up to them, who feels ashamed of a traumatic past or an experience, if there's anything that is lingering in your heart right now, I want you to, say, I want you to believe that the redeeming power of Jesus is flowing into your life right now. Right now. Jesus died so that he could redeem your life. Every past, every broken history, every questionable background can be redeemed by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus that speaks better words than the words of Abel redeems your past, redeems your life. Receive the forgiveness of Jesus right now. Right now, right now, your sin is not greater than the power of his forgiveness. Your sin is not greater than the grace of God that is upon your life. He looks with favor towards you. So receive it, receive it, receive his forgiveness. Receive his forgiveness. Receive his forgiveness. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your word says that therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Therefore, there is now no shame, no guilt, no fear lurking behind. We reject it in the name of Jesus. This is not from our Heavenly Father. 
our heavenly father does not condemns us but accepts us in the beloved our heavenly father does not accuse us but justifies us in the beloved we have been justified completely by the blood of jesus not by our works but by the blood of jesus so we declare today that it is finished it is done it is finished and it is done we receive your forgiveness today we receive your forgiveness today if there's anybody who's who's requiring healing in your body who's seeking healing in your body receive this prayer right now in the name of jesus lord send forth your word and your word will heal us right now right now right now you were bruised you were beaten you were pierced so that we will have life we will have life so that we will have healing in our bones healing in our body so that we will receive the peace that comes from god you were beaten and bruised on the cross so that we can receive life and healing right now in the name of jesus so i declare this right now in the name of jesus be healed be healed be healed every broken part be healed right now every broken system be healed right now be restored to the original design of god right now you are healed you are a new creation you are the righteousness of god be healed right now in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name